What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. Spurlock 30 to the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40 to the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that. Shotgun set. Three receivers left. Here's the snap, and the blitzer is picked up. Brady underneath. Caught ball, Evans. He has the record at the 11-yard line. Mike Evans becomes the first NFL player in league history to record 1,000 yards or more in his first seven seasons. And what a throw by Brady. Congratulations, Mike Evans. Who can forget? Again, I'm looking again. Throws up the middle. That's intercepted at the 30. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Here's the snap. Mahomes running to his right. Look out. He may run. Mahomes directed. Goes toward the end. Battle in. Intercepted, picked off in the end zone. Bucks are going to beat the Chiefs. We're the champions of the world, and we still have a minute 33 to go. Devin White, what a great second season. That's it for KC. Bucks are the Super Bowl champs. They can't stop the clock. We call them the Salty Dogs. Welcome, everyone, to another edition, this week's edition of the Salty Dogs podcast. I am Scott Smith. And I am still Jeff Ryan. And we are the Salty Dogs. We are. How about that, right? Yeah, I said this week's, because yeah. that's like a timeless intro. Uh-huh. Like, whenever you listen to it, it's going to be this week's. Well, that's true. When I say it's the latest, then we do another one, it's not the latest. Anymore. It should be this week's edition after the bye. Yeah, so do the thing you have to do. I am. Oh, I forgot. Let me get, <laughs> let me get it out. It's your one job, Jeff. Yes, it, it, listen, I have many jobs, but it's hard for me to stay on track. All right, we're brought to you by Beefo Brady's, as we've talked about the last few weeks. Wings, beer, beer, and wings. Nobody combines them like Beefo Brady's. You can start with the award-winning traditional or boneless wings, and they have a variety of sauces and also the dry rubs. Next, pick your brew. Beef's has all your faves on tap. Beefo Brady's, where game time meets beer and wing time all the time. And what is your Beefo Brady moment? Jeff, Jeff, I'll tell you that this sponsorship thing is working it is because they got it because of Did you your get ads. a check or something. No, I'm saying it's working for Beefo Brady's. Oh, how do because, you know? Well, I know of at least one person who, because of hearing this, yeah, went and got Beefo Brady's on Sunday. Really? That was me. Really? Oh. Yep. Just I one. almost did. We did the wings thing. Did that you? We talked about last week. How did you do the three different types? Uh huh. And then you get the fries and you get them at home and you immediately open. Yeah, them yeah. So they, so you, they don't get if not, you put them in the oven. Sweet Thai chili, Nashville hot rub, which is the Kind of one you may not know much about, but that's a surprise star on the menu, and then hot. Oh, I'm glad you did. I was thinking about it, but I was too lazy to get off the couch and go somewhere. Well, my wife was out buying dog food, and Uh, she volunteered to pick it up on the way home. There you go. How about So I didn't have to miss a down. Dang. You didn't want to either, because this Sunday, or last Sunday, was... It was fun being on the couch. It was also fun uh, having all the different games on without looking at the red zone. Actually watching... Different games and not just. The I just Red basically zone. watched the Atlanta game, which ended nicely. Yeah, Jeff, we also have an audience today. I know we do. It <laughs> is Sarah. Sarah uh, Abbott has joined yeah, us. She has. Sarah is. What's your title exactly? <laughs> okay, she, I thought maybe you'd been made made uh, full time by now. No, still she, an intern. Social, yeah, social media. Very talented social media yeah. intern helps us out quite a bit. Yes, and it, it's our pleasure that she's Jeff. She's a bit of a. Um, uh, podcast connoisseur. That's what I understand. We were, we were comparing notes. Before yeah. This. <clears throat> well, well, hopefully, since she's the social media person, then, you know, she'll sneak a couple extra pushes out there for <laughs> Salty Dogs. Not that Amy doesn't do an awesome job, she because does. she does. Amy Schwartz. Yes. Wait, so, 
We're talking about podcasts on yep. the podcast. It's kind of meta. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. It's like the uh, Jerry Seinfeld coffee table book. Yeah. That was about coffee tables. Sure. And also turned into a coffee table. I like it. These wow. references might be a little old for our guests. A little. Wow. <laughs> the only reason why I know any of that is because Friends is on TBS all the time. Oh, that's, that's Seinfeld, dude. No. The coffee table book oh, about coffee Seinfeld. tables. There you go. Whatever. Give, come on. There you go. That's See, terrible. so long ago, I can't even remember. Okay. So you want to talk about the football that we saw? I do. Because the Bucks didn't play. Yes, and but we, we won. Yeah, we did. We already did a podcast last week, so we don't have a game to talk about. So we can talk about what we saw. And what we saw was awesome because the, the Cardinals won. Yeah. Okay, we can we, – one out of five ain't bad because the Rams lost. Yeah, but Colt the Saints McCoy, lost. come on. The Rams lost, the Saints lost. Yep. Uh, the Cowboys lost. Yeah. Cowboys lost bad, down 30 nothing into the fourth quarter. I know. The final score doesn't, doesn't no. indicate how bad that was. No. The Falcon game, and I think you and I talked about this yesterday uh-huh. – so we get to watch the whole thing. Yes. Which is rare, right? Mm-hmm. And it was going the way we wanted to. Not normally wouldn't, – wouldn't, I wouldn't normally be rooting for the Falcons, but when they're playing the, the Saints. Uh, let me just say this. It was going so well that I flipped and was watching the Raiders and the Giants because we're going to be placing, facing the Giants. So I always like to take a look at a team that we're going to face down the road. All right, Coach so Jeff. I jumped over to the, that game. And then I saw on the bottom of the screen craziness happening. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. You be, be happy you didn't watch it. I I, <clears throat> I flipped back because it looked like the Giants were going to win, and then I of course just, they did. They did yes, and then um, shaking my head. It was so frustrating to watch uh, because it was like they were up by like eighteen, I think, with seven minutes to play. They and were. The only way they could lose that lead was by doing what they did, which was messing up like twenty straight plays. Offense, defense, special teams. Every single play was a disaster for well, like 20 plays well, in a row. they understand how it works because they did it before in a Super Bowl. the Super Bowl. Bowl. So somebody it's, texted it's me. It's not that. like they haven't been down the, that road they're before. They're fouling the Super Bowl script. Somebody oh, texted wow. Me. That but it, then, go ahead. And so I was so mad. I haven't been that mad in a long time. I, you, you I was mad. mad. I was yelling at the TV. Oh, I'll admit. great. I think that is when Giselle decided the to go run went, the air. Yeah, she didn't want to oh, be in the house. Smart. So... I was so, so mad because Atlanta should have won that game, which would be great for us, and now it looks like they're going to lose. And as she's leaving, Giselle says, there's plenty of time left. This was right before they scored yeah. the go-ahead okay. touchdown. Sure. And, and Giving I'm like, you I'm encouraging like, words. I'm like, yeah, but Atlanta's not going to go down to score. New Orleans has a great defense. And then they get that huge completion to Cordero Patterson. Yep. I never know if it's Cordero it was, or Cordero. I think it was 54 yards, 56. Like 62 maybe. Yeah, or maybe. I and he's just prancing down the sideline, barely keeping every foot. Yep. In. And he did not go out of bounds. He didn't. It was very clear on one yes. of the replays. So they do come back to win. And so it was a happy ending, and it was a good story because it kind of I kind of like it better now that it was a, such a painful loss for the Saints. Yes. I, I hope they're hurting. <laughs> I used to claim – when, you know, yeah. when you discuss this with the PR guys, sure. you, you know, which team in the division mm-hmm. do we hate the most? And well. I was the only one who didn't say the Saints. Uh-huh. I'm on I'm on board now. Now you're there. there. Who did you hate more than the Saints? The Falcons. Really? Well, th- think of how many times, before things turned around in the last couple of years, how many times in the last decade we had like a 48-7 to game against well, them? Well, there's that. It happened like three times. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, the The crazy part about that game... You just don't know anymore. Who's good? 
No. Who's good, who's bad, it's just on that particular day. But on that particular game, there's something about the Saints and roughing the passer. I they was, seem to be able to. Are you reading my list? No, I'm just, I watched the game and I'm like. I made these notes during the game so how, I could scream about them on the podcast. How do they, how did they do that? Anytime they need a roughing the passer they call, get it. it just drops out Is of the it, sky. It's just, they're lucky. Sarah, I don't know how many of these you've ever listened to, but this is kind of one of my big deals. I, I think the roughing the passer calls are out of control, and there should be replay. That being said, they wouldn't have overturned it. I guess if you're w- if you're watching, uh, depends on you know. You can't make contact with the with the quarterback's head at all. No, which I get the point what? of that. Yes, I get the point of it. But when it's a hand grazing the helmet as it goes by, so you think there should be a penalty? You think there should be degrees of it? Yes. So now, well, how are you going to measure whether it was a it's, hard slap or an easy? It's slap? all it's all subjective anyway. It's still it's a subjective call to begin with. No, because if it's hands to the helmet, it's simple. You're but it's get... happening so fast that sometimes you might think there's hands to the helmet when there isn't. We've seen that before. Yeah, but not in this particular case. There was it was a, it was like the hand slid across the helmet. Mm-hmm. It, it did not have any chance of injuring the quarterback, no. and it wasn't intentional either. No, but we're talking about blows to the head. That's what you should get penalized for, not a hand grazing a helmet. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I understand we want to protect the quarterbacks above all the other players, but if you're tackling a guy in your hand. Grazes a helmet, but you don't if get you, a penalty for it. But if you look at if if you look at what Bruce Arians said about our game against the Saints, you going gotta, in, you, this you is what's going to happen. You got to pay attention. This is what. You, okay, but that, keep your hands away from the head. Whoever it was that I don't remember who the mm-hmm. Falcons defender was that got called, but he jumped because he thought it was going to be a pass. Sure, and ended up kind of landing on him, which right. was pretty cool. Right. I mean, are you telling the guy not to jump up and try to knock a pass? No, and that's that's kind of the problem is, is you know. You can go in thinking you're going to be careful and still have a problem. Right. If you just tuned into this podcast, the reason why we're talking about the Saints and the Falcons is because we benefited by that game. Continue. Okay. Thank you for that disclaimer. Yeah. Just want to For throw all those people that just at that moment had tuned into a podcast. Well, sometimes you might hit it just wrong. And you you just start the podcast and just automatically well, you might fast have, forward you, 10 You might have said, I wonder what they're doing at that 856 mark. <laughs> Here's another question for you. Okay, I have an answer. Why can't the kicking team advance a muffed punt? Or, or because uh, that happened in, in the. I saw that. Camera. Um, the ball gets muffed. And the ball gets touched. If the if you if you partially black a punt, but it still goes across the line of scrimmage. Yeah. The kicking team can't recover to get possession. It's still considered a forward punt. You may remember there was a time Ronnie Barber scored what was called a punt return because Mm -hmm. he was on the field. There was a partially blocked punt, and he picked it up and ran it in. That was called a punt return for a touchdown because it went across the line. I saw that, and I don't know why. So, but what happened in this particular case is a player, it hit a player on the receiving team, which made it then a live ball. Hit him on the left foot. No, that's a different one. I'm not talking about the same thing. We're not talking about that game. That was a that was the Green Bay game. Yeah, when Green Bay's special teams were an utter disaster from yes. beginning to end. Yes, they struggled. and they generally are. They're, uh, they're missed really field goal, blocked field goal. So, well, and, uh, they couldn't get the that. laces spun right. Yeah, and the kicker was getting all mad. Well, so this when a kicker when a kicker misses, who was he gonna who's he gonna blame? Well, yeah, come on. He was he was staring staring daggers through the yeah. holder though. Yeah, and then they had a brand new long snapper who wasn't so hot either. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about. And I wish I could remember which game it was, but the punting team I get, had its punt I, I mostly yeah. mostly blocked and ended up getting a first down out of it because the ball went across the line, uh-huh. contacted the player on the receiving team, and then somebody on the kicking team recovered it, 
and started running with it, mm-hmm. which was an exciting play. But they gave him possession, but you're not allowed to advance it. Why? That's just an arbitrary rule. Why is that a rule? Why can't you advance that? Must be because there might be a trick of a play to it. Oh, so you can so you're going to purposely try to punt it off I one don't, of the other guys I, on the other team? That I sounds a little just, risky to me. I am just trying to. You're, you're talking. You're, you just decipher. Created, you created the onside punt, Jeff. There you go. Maybe that's a new rule. Brought to you by the Salty Dogs. <laughs> I also Why, you really do have a long list. This is I, no lie. I was alone. Wow. Giselle was working on stuff, and uh, then she getting, went Getting your food and so the dog food. I was just I understand. making notes. She's running your errands. Go continue. Everybody, has it always been such a big deal? And this wasn't just last week, okay. but the last couple of weeks, of everybody on every football broadcast talking about what the best Halloween candies are? Is it is that new or have we done that every year? Because no, I can't watch a football game without them talking yeah. college or pros. Next is next coming <clears throat> up is Thanksgiving. Is yeah. it sweet potatoes, mashed potatoes? You got to come vote in our. Uh, we got a, a, a ranking on the board. Okay, now you answered your own question. I was what? Because it's a new. You, you have a ranking up there of, right? of Thanksgiving foods, right? Not Halloween candy. You did before though. No. What is your favorite Halloween candy? Uh, I love M and M's. That's so boring. I just. Just regular or peanut or uh, either or yes, I love M and M's. I'll th- I, I get some kind of what what do you like normal ones? What do you like chocolate wise? The hundred grand bar. Hundred grand. I bar? think yet another reference that is going over Sarah's head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, then, and I can't. I had. A, oh, I like. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember. Oh, good, the the good the flavor the fruit flavored Tootsie Rolls. Okay, first of all, you don't need... I told the, you it was going to be weird. Yeah, first of all, you do not need to fruit up a Tootsie Roll. A Tootsie Roll is awesome by itself. It tastes like chocolate, though. These taste like fruit, and they have a very good consistency. No. All right, whatever. No. But continue. <coughs> I yes. just felt like since we're talking about football, well, we have yeah. to talk about Halloween. Yeah, that, yeah because that's, that was the last holiday. Jeff, does Terry Bradshaw need a, really need a reality show? Um, do we really need any more Terry Bradshaw? I think I think if you just watch Fox News, or Fox... Um, um, game day. It's, I don't it's need a reality any, I show. I have plenty of Terry Bradshaw in my life. I didn't even and know there, that. There was eight hundred. You, you watch football and didn't see a single commercial for the Terry I, Bradshaw. I, I kind of just show. tuned that out. Just tuned that. Between that and and uh, giving away to his money, I don't know what else to say. Hey, you know what? See, I'm just bouncing from one note. Sure, to I noticed. Here. Remember a couple weeks ago when I was complaining, and then I even looked up the numbers because somebody asked about it mm-hmm. on how it seems like teams aren't going. Trying to deep shot on second and one as often as they yeah, used to. Yeah, the so Bears did it. I know. The Bears did. I was standing up and cheering. I'm like, right. there you go. It didn't work. No. But they still got the first but down on the next play. They took a shot. If you get if you're th- if you're if you're second and one, go deep. See At what least happens. every now and then. Yeah. We mix it up. I don't think we ever do that. Well, have a discussion with them. <laughs> well, we'll have to get Byron on. His we are doing quite well on third downs, though. Right? Yeah. A few earlier in the season, I said we could get better than that. And we have. Mm-hmm. We're we're like. Third in the league so, so when you're watching the game, did you have to go look for? I mean, your notepad's kind of interesting. It looks like it a was receipt. The, it, it was cl- the closest thing. It okay. was on the end table. Okay. It was a, no, it was a notepad of Giselle's. It was on the end table. Okay. So I co-opted and, it. And so was it's the, like little. They look like yes, little ribbons. Ribbons, and they have a USA now theme. Yeah. Was was there a pen nearby? Can you hear this? Yeah, because you usually complain about this kind yeah. of thing. Can you hear this? Yeah, but I'm 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 so I'm immune. There to was a pen. The noises that you make anymore. There so was. are our listeners. So it's fine. There was a pen uh, nearby. There was a pen nearby. Okay, I'm just I I I was just curious. Okay, um, so since they did that, I can't really claim 
you know, nope. a pet peeve on that one. So I've yeah. got a, I've got another one. I'm shocked by this, but continue. How often, when you see a quarterback audible, and you can maybe you have an opinion on this as well, Sarah, when you see a quarterback audible into a running play, it never works. It never works. I hate when I see our quarterback audibling into a running play. Sometimes you just have to give a play up because you have to run something, and what you're going to run could mean disaster. So you're going, okay, we'll just... I think quarterbacks audible into running plays when they see that there's fewer people in the box. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's necessarily going to work. I think when you're telling a team at the very last second, we're about to run this play, now we're going to run a running play, where everything needs to be precise. Pretty much everybody, maybe if the receivers mess up, it's not a big deal. But otherwise, everybody has to do their job right on that running play for it to work. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like whenever they audible into a running play at the last second, it's it's always like two yards. Maybe, Maybe it's a setup where we do it a couple times, and then they think, oh, they're going to run this, and then they really don't. Well, you're saying they're playing the long game there, huh? Yeah. Some, well, sometimes you have to set up a play. I agree. So I don't think that's what's happening here. Okay. You know, I brought up all the topics. Is there anything you want to talk about? No, I'm I'm just totally enjoying the stream of consciousness yes, that I've got going I, you know, this time. I, I mean, apparently you were thinking about Salty Dogs because I was thinking there wasn't going to be one this week. Yeah. Yeah, no, I it's wasn't. It's not like you prepare ahead of time anytime. Well, ever, I don't have anyway. to. I just show up and let you go. Yeah, you just, just wind you up right. and go. You've got the voice. Crank you up. Well, you set up all the equipment, too. Yeah. So you're somewhat sure. useful. Sure, yeah, and edit and put it together and, <laughs> and throw Those in things. commentary. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's just 98% of what we do. <laughs> go ahead. Except for the entertaining part. Sure. Oh, yeah. The other thing that everybody was talking about that is worth bringing up is the Josh Allen on Josh Allen violence. Did yeah, I did. That was pretty cool. It was. First time in NFL history. How exciting. Okay. No, it's great. Absolutely great. He didn't just sack him. He also intercepted him. I know. And recovered his phone. He had a really good game. One, yeah. of, the, one of the Josh Allens I, had a really good game. I would say that in your favorite pastime, fantasy football, Oh yeah. the defensive end Josh Allen probably got more points Oh, I would, I would ab- absolutely think so. With yes. an interception and a fumble yeah. recovery and a sack. Sure. Isn't that great, Jeff? What did you think about, you know, speaking about the different games, what do you think about the Jags and the Bills, that game? Did you see any of that game? No. I, in fact, that is probably the game that I least realized what was going on the uh, whole day because yeah. I remember when I was going back and looking at the scores on NFL Jesus, which is a good way to follow sure. how your I fantasy agree. guys yeah. are doing. I'm like, wait a minute, what? Buffalo lost yeah. to Jacksonville nine to six. Yeah, it no, doesn't even seem possible. After the after the Saints game, I saw the score on the bottom, and I flipped over to that game and watched the end of that. Oh, I game. bet it was thrilling. It was. It was. I was just shaking my head, going, "Are you? What is going so on? What this happened Sunday? I still haven't seen an explanation of how Buffalo uh, could only uh, score. They couldn't move the ball. They defensively, uh, Joe Collin <laughs> had his defensive units right on top, and he claimed the reason why they were so well prepared is. When he was with Baltimore, he was the defensive line coach, and he was here at one time. Yeah, is, our, is he their DC now? Yeah, oh, he's ja- he's the Jags DC. He's a nice guy. And he great guy, and he was uh, and he was saying that because he played the Bills so much that he had a game plan and they executed it to perfection. So you know, there you go, a team that hasn't didn't win a game in the United States in I don't know how many years. Um, it's like I don't know, just over a year. Because they did win in London, but not in the. I knew what you meant. See what I did there. It was really clever. You're welcome. What kind of Halloween candy do you like? (laughs) I already said. Okay. Um, But yeah, that it was a crazy day of upsets, and you already mentioned Dallas, which was surprising. Okay, so the Titans lose Derrick Henry. 
and still go in and spank the Rams. Did you watch that game? No. Again, I think I've explained this a few times. I don't have any kind of extra package. No. So but if I get to watch the Titans and the Rams, that was Sunday night. Oh yeah. Okay, that's right. I did watch that game. You do get NBC, right? Yeah. I okay. Over the air with your rabbit ears. You I were think there. We right? watched some of it, and then also since I'd watched football all day, I agreed that I would watch a couple episodes of Ted Lasso, which is all. Awesome show. I've never fun, seen it. Finally, but it, a reference that Sarah under yeah, gets. Everybody loves it. I guess he's the kinder, gentler soul in some soccer team trying to find the positive in it all. Um, well, there's a little bit of major league to it. And I don't want to be spoiler, yeah. but this is pretty obvious from the video. Sure. That the owner of the club is actually trying to sabotage it. Oh, That's why she hired the guy. Sounds just like me. So he, he's a guy that can't win but ends up being super, super good. Is that what it is? I'm, we're only like five episodes okay. in. They've only played a few games, right. but he's winning people over. I heard over. his philosophies are really good. He's he's very positive. He's yeah. winning people over. Nice. So anyway, I saw not all of the Rams game. Sure. Um, you, you saw Matt Stafford surprisingly make that crazy interception, terrible decision on the interception. Well, yeah, he was deciding, do I give up two points or a touchdown? I'm going for the <laughs> I'm touchdown. I'm sure he wasn't purposely throwing the pass. I understand. Had they got the safety, though, then Tennessee would have had the ball. Sure. So it might have, it might not have been the worst possible outcome since we don't know what they would have done with that what second impre- possession. What impressed me most about that game was how physical the Titans were. Well, Jeffrey they, Simmons was just blowing up the middle of their lineup. Crazy. And you remember they took him, I think, two years ago, mm-hmm. and it was kind of a long-term play because he was hurt at the time. Yeah. But he was so good that they took him, like, 19th overall, even though he wasn't going to get to play he's really, for a while. We, 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 that, it, that game, all of a sudden, is on my board because we play the Titans. Of Wow, that's going to be a tough we game. We don't play the Titans. I thought we did. Nope. Nope, we play the Colts. Oh, is that who it is? The, the 17th game, the new 17th game. Well, we, uh, oh, we 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 played the Titans in preseason. Well, that matters. We don't. I got. We the do have the Colts. I got the schedule right. Yeah, here. yeah. No, we do have the Colts. Why was I thinking Titans? We had the Titans. I, on I don't know why you think. Half God, I feel so yeah. much better now. Wow, I was sweating bullets, and now I don't have to. Well, I mean, the Colts aren't terrible. No. Carson Wentz made the same kind of interception the week before against the Titans, mm-hmm. so that's just a thing that happens to the Titans, apparently. But I, I think I think the Titans are good. The reason, well, the reason well, I'm rooting for the Titans this week. They're playing... Your favorite team. New Orleans? Yes. Oh, good. Yeah, in, in Tennessee or Nashville. Uh, in Tennessee. Good. We need or, to, or in Nashville, Do you know Tennessee. that if the playoffs started right now, Atlanta would be in them? They're in the seventh seed right now. Atlanta's, Atlanta's coming along. They've won three of their last four, mm-hmm. which is something for us to keep an eye on since we play them again. But their fir- two of those, the first two wins in that series were Miami and Houston or something. Two, the Jets. Yeah, it was against Miami and the Jets. So they beat Miami and the Jets. It's hard to get too excited about that. They also lost to Carolina in that span, like thirteen to nine. Well, that's when. But Carolina this one, was good. winning at New Orleans against a good, um, a good Saints defense, a very good Saints. The defense. fact, the fact that they shut the Saints out in the first half, I was pretty impressed. Yeah, and, you know, we, we can't deny that the Saints are adjusting to a new quarterback. Mm-hmm. And he didn't look too good until the end. No. They even brought in Taysom Hill for a series, and he threw a pick. But the reason I pulled this schedule out, one was to, you know, prove to you, like, usually that you're wrong because Tennessee's not on it. But also, before I came here, I made I wrote down some of the defensive rankings because we've played a lot of good – this is another thing he does, Sarah. In the, right in the middle, he just tunes me out and plays with his phone. I'm just looking at the schedule. Um, 
Because you have your schedule out, and I'm looking at the schedule. We have already. Well, played. it's like it's like he's going. Oh, I'm going to tell I'm going to tell Sarah what Jeff does, and he's going to get in trouble. I'm not trying to get you in trouble. Go I just ahead. want you know everybody in the room to understand what the dynamic here. They do understand. They listen to this podcast. We have played already. Dallas has the seventh ranked defense in D in DVOA, which is on Football Outsiders. It's mm-hmm. a well respected sort of metric. That's kind of an overall metric of how teams are playing. Right. Dallas is ranked seventh on defense DVOA. The Rams are fourth. The Patriots are fifth. The Saints are third. So we've played a lot, we've played a lot of good defenses already, Jeff, and we are now the highest scoring team in the league mm-hmm. after the bye week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't score any points, but some teams dropped down the rankings a little bit. No, but isn't it great that you can have a bye week and actually make progress? We went from fourth to third in the NFC without <laughs> yeah. doing anything. But in the second half of this season, as we come out of the bye, first of all, we're playing Washington, which we should talk about a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're the 30th ranked defense in the league right now. Yeah, they're struggling. We also play Atlanta. And, they're and they 31st. Were, and, they and we supposed play, can I finish this? Sure, go ahead. We play Atlanta and the Jets, who are, we play the three worst defenses in the league mm-hmm. in the second half here. And we still have to play Buffalo and the Saints again. So there's some challenges there, but I think there's some opportunity for this offense to even go to a higher level, like they did last year after the bye week. Right. I mean, Washington... That, they're the weird one on here because after last year, you would have said Washington could be a team on the rise. They won the division, but only at seven and nine. But still, Ron Rivera, good coach, mm-hmm, very good and coach. their defense was loaded. The defense front is amazing. You know, with all those first round picks, they were second in the league in both points and yards allowed last year. You would, and then they go and get their offense wasn't great. They had quarterback issues. They go and get Ryan Fitzpatrick. That may work. It may not work. Yeah. You would have thought this team would be killing it on defense. But maybe their offense would or would not come together. Their defense has been terrible. I know that was what I was going to say. It's just weird. They're, they just and I and ho- it's not injuries. No, but I hope they stay that way. Yeah, they do have an injury, new injury now, in that one of their good defensive ends, Montez Sweat, is out. He won't be playing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you break your jaw in a football game, but he managed to do it. That's I was awful. I'm I'm kind of surprised. Not that. Uh, well, I guess we can talk sp- um, point spread since. Um, Betting is now all, all over the place. Yeah, we can not talk about you it. and I. You we and I we can't we can't participate in. We this, can talk about but it, but we can talk about it. And I was a little surprised that we we're going in at what nine and a eight. half. Is it now the, eight? The, the, I, the, I looked it up today because I had to put in the game preview. Right. As of today, it was eight point five. Oh wow! Last last line I saw was nine and a half. But well, you know, what, I, I don't. I really honestly don't. I'm not just saying this. I don't ever bet on sports. No, but I think I know that lines move during the week as more people bet on one side or the That's other. That's how it works. Okay, so That's there must have been works. a lot of bets on the Bucks already then to bring the line down a little bit. You think? Isn't that how that works? Yeah. Whoever, yeah. yeah whoever the favorite is. Yes. I don't think any of us in here is a, is a gambling expert, unfortunately. Um, not when it comes to sports. Oh, what's your game? Uh, blackjack. Okay, I've never done that. Fun. I can do hold'em poker, and that's about it. Yeah. I tried roulette once on a cruise. Uh, not, yeah. re- not roulette. Roulette looks like fun. I tried sure. craps. Yeah, I don't. My friends <laughs> <laughs> swear that that's the best game. I lost $100 in like 10 minutes. Uh-huh. It was no fun. I kept getting yelled at because if you pull your yeah, hand yeah, off, yeah. off from over the table, if you have the dice in your hand and the table ends here and you go here, mm-hmm. yeah. you get yelled at. You Yes. I did not enjoy that experience. I, I, no, you have to you you have to know what you're doing or you will get yelled at a lot. Yeah, the only game that I know what I'm doing in and can actually potentially make money is holding poker. Yeah, I see. I don't. I don't play poker. It's fun. No, it's, that's what I hear. However, I don't know. Man, we have had no focus on this podcast at all. It's yes, we have. Worse than usual. No, we have. We've had a lot of focus. No, on we're just this. bouncing around. Why are we what we're about? talking about is what everybody else talks about on their Sunday. They watched a bunch of different games, and we're giving our opinions on how those games affected the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or who 
we usually talk about. So during this bye week, we have made great advances <laughs> in the standings by not by not playing. That being said, we also learned a valuable lesson this week as the Tampa Bay Buccaneer football players that uh, that you have to bring your A game because a lot of good teams got beat, and it's a good reminder that you may look at the schedule and you may say you're playing the 32nd defense in the NFL, meaning the Washington football team, you better bring your game and stop having penalties because yeah. penalties will make you lose. Yeah, that's, that? why we, that's why we lost that game. But that, that's a summary of what we could have been doing a podcast about, oh. not what we were actually well, that's doing. What, well, that's what I had on my <laughs> list of stuff on my paper. My paper said that. I will say um, you never want to see players get hurt. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, so just, if, just if so there was a player, if there had to be a player that got injured in the Saints Falcons games, which we don't want to happen, but if it had to be one, right, we'd probably prefer it be somebody on the Saints. And they lost C.J. Gardner Johnson. I'm not sure for how long, uh-huh. but he's a pretty good slot corner. He's also an instigator. Yeah. And uh, I didn't want to see him get hurt, but I, if he did get hurt, that's kind of a blow to the Saints. Very much so. Uh, just we're going to backtrack a little bit about point spreads, and just so. Everyone knows that I was right, you were right, and we were both wrong all at the same time. So, Because depending on what sports book yeah, there right, is, right, it's right. seven and a half, nine and a half, uh, ten. Um, There's really that much of a disparity in the, depending on the lines the, between de- sports Depending books. on who's betting where on, on the sports book. Oh, I didn't know that. But at the end of the day. It's right around eight or nine, right? Yeah. And you're saying that's surprising to you? No. Okay. Oh. I am, yeah. But we yeah. have a we have a point differential. I'm just not used to us always being favored. Maybe that that's is 100% what it is. True. Maybe that's what it is. And I go into every game going, okay, let's get this right. Let's play well. No penalties. No turnovers. How's that? Yeah. Um. I I had the same. I had a similar experience, and I meant to talk about it here. Sure. That you're just describing in that, and it's because we've been with this team and working around this team for so long. Longer than you've been around. Even after winning a Super Bowl. Boy, think about that. Uh, Can you believe that? Don't depress me. Holy smokes. Even after winning a Super Bowl, and even though we have Tom Brady on our team, which should make you confident every week, it's hard. There's a disconnect for me this season between how utterly confident everybody around the nation seems to be in the Buccaneers being awesome. Mm -hmm. Like any friends that I talk to – they all the Bucks are great. They're they're one yep. of the t- you listen yep. to podcasts on yep. sites no. like the Ringer and stuff. Yep. We're always you see, see the power rankings. We're always one or two. Yep. You see us go everywhere we go, even into New Orleans. I think we were favored by a little. We and were, they, and it's just hard for me to to you know get used to that reality well, because I tend to have that pessimistic feeling, particularly when we go to New Orleans. Well, I don't necessarily think it's pessimistic. I think it's pessimistic. I think I think it's I think you're just looking at it through your own lenses yeah, where guess, you have been hurt before I, by all of this <laughs> and it's crushing. But I would so like, you don't want to get your hopes happy, up. Jeff. Well, yes, you are happy at the end of the game. Yeah, you're, the you end, never yes. feel happier than at the end of the game, <laughs> and you go, "Wow!" I mean, seriously, if you look at last year, as great as last year was, who saw that coming? Um, when we got Tom Brady. I saw wins, but did you see the way eight straight games, uh, you know, on the road in the playoffs? I would say this is the first season I've ever gone into where I thought there's a decent chance we're in the Super Bowl. Okay, this year, yes. But what I'm saying is 
you don't know who that sleeper team is. I thought we were going to be good. Mm-hmm. I thought there was a good chance we would break our long 13-year playoff drought. Sure, we did. But at, at no point until some point in January did I think we were, like, one of the favorites for to win the Super Bowl. Right, right. And you could be a Kansas City Chiefs fan right now who you thought wow. you were going to have a great team and you're There's struggling. It's supposed to be a dynasty for a decade or more. And it still could be, but what's, wow, what's, cha- what's changed? Well, their defense already wasn't very good, mm-hmm. and it has regressed. And that was actually the story for, like, the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. They weren't winning as much because their defense was so bad. And, yeah, sometimes Patrick Mahomes can solve that by scoring 35 sure. points, but not every time, mm. believe it or not. Now, for some reason, they can't score anymore. No. Everything I've listened to quite a bit about this, <clears throat> and the thought, the one biggest thought is teams have decided we're not going to blitz Patrick Mahomes at all. We're, we're going to rush four. Sure. We're going to play coverage. We're going to mm-hmm. we're going to play deep coverage. We're going to play a lot of two safety. Good old Tampa two. Yep. And we're going to make them matriculate their way down the field rather wow. than hit us with these big plays. Right. I like what you did there. Matriculate down. Yeah. Because wasn't he a Kansas City Chief coach at one time? Is that Hank Stram? Or yeah. Is that who said that? Yeah. I don't Hank remember. Hank Stram that. did say that. Yes. Okay. He. Um, well, I un- unintentionally tied that all together, mm. but. I understand that that makes sense, and there's sure. visual evidence to show that they're having a hard time, you know, methodically going down the field. They're having a hard time scoring as many points without the big plays. But, I mean, we're still talking about a very talented offense. At some point, they can figure this out, right? The, yeah. For instance, the Buccaneers have had some of this this year. Sure. There was New England, Miami, at least one other team played us very much like that. I think for the most part, they played us very much yeah. like that. Um, and a lot of too deep. A lot of, you know, a lot of n- no blitzing. And Tom Brady has did yep. a great job of adjusting and taking what they gave yeah. him. And yeah. and our offenses were, were number one in the league in scoring. Mm-hmm. We've managed to adjust to it. I kind of like to think that Kansas City's problem is because the Buccaneers broke them. It's <laughs> <laughs> That's how I kind of like to think that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't watched enough of their games to know for sure yeah. if any of that holds water, but no. I just well, see the results. Well, there's nine games left, so a lot can happen. I did watch a decent amount of this one because, you know, it was the curiosity of seeing Jordan Love, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And all that. Well, you sure got a, lot of an- you got a lot of answers there. But in fairness, I thought, yeah. I thought watching him and his first start, I, I thought he was pretty poised considering what he was going up against. And what the, the one of the worst defenses? In yes, the league? yes, because it, oh man, not let me finish. I don't necessarily know how prepared he was. Why wouldn't he have been? Well, he's been there for you, a year and a half. If you, listen, if you listen to the head coach, he's kind of like going, "I guess I didn't get him very well prepared." That's what coaches say. I know. However, that being said, they only lost by six points. And because Kansas you, City can't do anything either. Right. But you brought up the fact that their special teams isn't doing very well, and they factor. left They left six points. They, they lost six points. And they had the ball there. where the, the, the ball hit the guy's foot. Didn't but, they get a touchdown but I, that? But, I, yeah. 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 So, so, it was, and, you know, it's another, a lot of these things are relevant to what's going on with the Buccaneers, like the one we just talked about, yeah. and the fact that the Bucks special teams – was a point of emphasis in this offseason, yeah. even to the point of drafting guys specifically. Sure. But the, and, and it has improved. Yeah. We had what? Kevin Minter on special teams captain a few weeks ago, and he, he so he's been here. These new guys haven't been here, but he can tell them this is a lot better than it was last year. Yeah. And you guys are a main part of it. What, what's funny is watching all these different games, and every time they brought out a kicker, I went, oh, I know him. He was on our team. Oh, I know him. He was on our team. Speaking of which, Washington just, Washington just went to their third kicker today. Oh, yeah. 
They started the season with Dustin Hopkins. Uh-huh. I don't know why he got cut. He only missed two field goals yeah. in like five or six games. Okay. They went to, hilariously, <laughs> the the kicker they signed to replace Dustin Hopkins is named Chris Blewett. Okay. Which is That's just tough. a historically bad name is for it, a kicker, right? Yeah. Okay. You know he's heard the jokes a billion times. Sure. He played two games, missed three of his five field goals. So he they blew it. Him. Yeah, okay. he blew it. It was easy. It was right. He was hanging right there. And uh, and they signed a Joey Sly, who you may remember was the Carolina kicker for a few years. Oh, okay. I always thought he was pretty good. He always mm-hmm. played well against us. Yeah, and he's also perhaps even a better kickoff guy than Bradley Pinion. Maybe the only one in the league is Wow. Him. He, that speaks volumes. Well, when Bradley broke the record in last year, I think, for most kickoff touchbacks, Joey Sly actually had a higher percentage wow. of touchbacks on kickoffs. Yeah. I can tell how thrilled you are by this kickoff. Well, no, now you got me thinking about the kicker, so now I'm going to really be focusing on how this guy does. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. I mean, he, Carolina let him go for I don't know who they signed instead, and he's been bouncing around like replacing injured kickers, so yeah. he obviously isn't considered one of the 32 best kickers sure. out there. But enough to get another he's, shot at yeah, it. Yeah, he's getting so a shot. you got to love that. Well, we've seen like Cairo Santos got another shot in Chicago. He's barely missed for the last two years. Yeah. He's and, been incredible. And FYI, his best is probably 55 yards, so don't try to do a 65. <laughs> that was funny because. Call me crazy. <laughs> call me crazy. Did you, did you see that line? I thought maybe he was going to get a 30-yard running start to kick it off. You know, like, <laughs> I'm going to kick the field goal. Here I go. The announcer initially thought the ball hit the crossbar. Uh-huh. And, and then he had to kind of come back and say, yeah, I, I miss, I didn't see that yeah, one, right? Because yeah. the ball landed like on the goal line. Yeah. Well, uh, that could be the crossbar, depending <laughs> on your view. Now, if it's the TV guy, he has no – if the radio guy says that, I can see why he misses it because usually that's a crappy booth. But if the TV guy says it, that he just blew the call because they're on the 50-yard line, every stadium. Yeah. TV always has the best. Radio, not so much. And you are speaking, the speaking about bad – Speaking, Yeah, speaking about bad – Views. Whew, this Washington FedEx field, that's a tough go. All right, is there two more unpleasant stadium experiences to have in a row than in New Orleans and Washington? Uh, only if we were going to Miami. You hate Miami because of where the booth is. Yes. But the whole stadium Very nice. isn't terrible. Very nice. No. The FedEx field is terrible. Uh, that's why they want to replace it. Well, of course. Yeah. Remember the previous stadium before that? The RFK or whatever it was called? Yeah. The reason I remember that is it's probably the only time... And there's none of these anymore. Sure. Open air press box. Right. Yeah. And so we, when it was winter, you had to have like winter we clothes, coats jackets, yeah. and coats and stuff because it was literally open air. It wasn't the, like they could open air clothes. It was open. The radio booths were so small that we used to bring a wrench, a crescent, big crescent wrench, because the chairs that they had in the booth for the radio booths were bolted down. <laughs> so we would unbolt <laughs> them to get our equipment in. And, and what we did, this was before 9-11 and everything else, so you can get in and out of stadiums pretty good. I saw a guy with a we, – we had to get our equipment all the way up the stands to the very top. We had to carry it through the fan where the fans would be sitting. So I was like, oh, this is not going to be good. So I paid a guy $20 to take his cart to get us all as close as he could. And then I said, there's another $20 if you come back after the end of the game so we could catch the bus. Wow. So did for 40 bucks, got it done. When you expensed it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, that was before I worked here. Oh. Where it was cash flow. <laughs> you know, where everything, every cash was king back in the day. Um, but, yeah. Um, that was so you had to bring thing. a wrench? You had to bring a wrench to you. unbolt the seats. They were like these big metal heavy seats and then. You know. See, there's something for the listeners. Nobody would have ever known that you had to bring a wrench to the radio booth. Oh, yeah. It's it crazy. It's like when I used to yep. go hiking with my dad in Arizona uh-huh. in the mountains. Sure. 
you had to bring pliers to get the you know uh, cacti out of you. Exactly. They've got Sarah. Did you just see that? How I threw that I out. Probably there. I probably told the story them. before. No, you I? didn't. I, come on. I've they have a desert. Type, they have a type of I've cactus. To, I've been to the desert with a horse with no name. Give me a break. Jeez, talk about an old <laughs> reference. <laughs> but uh, you, but you got it. That's why I threw it out there. Um, they have a type of cactus called jumping choya, and the reason it's called jumping choya is because it's got a lot of little segmented pieces on it that are like they're shaped kind of like this, like a like a kiwi or something. Sure. Shaped kind of like that, but with spikes all over. So many people know what kiwi look like, but go continue. You you know the basic shape, right? Yeah, I understand. All right, so they are very loosely connected, so the point is, if something like a human rubs against it, uh, it'll come off and it'll be stuck on you. You know, so in order, it's it's to spread the cactus, Sure. It's like anything where the seeds go flying away or whatever. Is it cactus or cacti? Cacti. Okay. So... If you don't realize that you have got one of these on you, and maybe like it's on the back of your pants or something, mm-hmm. and you sit down. Ow, you know right away. You find out quickly, and it is very, since it's all covered in spines, it's not like you can just grab it and pull it out, which is why you need pliers. Yeah. So if you're going to go hiking in the mountains in Arizona, you have to bring pliers in your backpack. And when you yell, you yell, pliers! And I, and I did do that once, by did the you? way. It was a fun experience. Ah. Okay. So you only do that once. That's correct. Okay. After that, you always look before you sit down. I understand. How long have we gone, Jeff? Forty. All right, that's enough, right? I know. Since uh, I I covered most of the things here on my list. You did. You did good. Uh, The only one I didn't, let me do this real quick. Okay. How mad do you think players get at specific teammates when the teammate commits a penalty that erases their big play? I I think they quietly are... Furious, but it doesn't seem like you ever see them like going up to the guy. That's and, like, because they're a good teammate. I guess so, but I, however, how mad would you be if you had like a pick six and then it was a race because some guy was a foot off sides? At the how time? mad would you be if you were supposed to have a bonus and that happened? <laughs> and, you know, yeah, you know, you know, you you talk about you not get five not, interceptions on the season, you get a thousand dollar bonus. You, you know, you you get those you get those uh, um, um, bonuses for do, certain things. Dave Moore. Had a clause in his for catches. How many he got? Uh huh. And he missed his bonus oh. by one. No. So he named his boat one more catch. One more catch. <laughs> yeah, it kind of has a fishing. Yeah, M O O R E catch. That's pretty good. Oh, that's pretty cool. See, very clever. But that works on many levels. Yeah, you. He's um, a clever guy. Yeah, you. Um, you don't say anything because you ever had a boat? Huh? Have you ever had a boat? Uh no. I I. I am very fortunate enough that I have friends, friends that have with boats. boats. So you've not got I don't have to worry about it. I think naming a boat would be one of the most fun parts of yeah. owning a boat. boat. Yeah. A little pressure, though, because if you, you know, if you don't come up with something good, yeah. I guess you could change it, right? There's no law against changing the name of your boat. Oh, no, it? you can. You can change it, sure. Are you required to name a boat? Um, Do you have to, like, register You it? have to register it, but and you don't. I don't think you have to. You don't have to put I People like to put a name on it. Well, because, I would. I understand. Because, you know, you see the back of the boat. It's where it's where the port city is. It's printed on there also. Mm-hmm. It's a boating thing, you know. I don't, I don't, I don't know much in the boating culture. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, so yeah, the... the I think teammates. I think yes I think they're they're mad but it's like it's kind of like you know your coworkers something happens at work you're kind of mad and then it just yeah. you move on but you don't normally like you don't normally mess something up that causes me that I causes hope. me to throw away what I thought was a good story I hope not not normally John no not normally mm-hmm. all right that's it that's all I got all so right. we're gonna talk to Levante David we are team captain yay um I one of my to, faves yeah. Obviously. Sure. I'm going to start him. Who was the player that we had on that I started out with a quiz, Jeff? Because I, I think I remember you thinking that was weird. Oh, uh, I can't Was it Cam Brate? 
It was Will Golston. Will, that's right. So you have one for I have Levante. one for Levante. We'll see if he knows. Let's see if you know. Okay. I'll put you on the spot first, and then, right. we'll, then we'll go get Levante. All right. What do these four play, players have in common? Okay. Rondé Barber, Derek Brooks, Paul Gruber, and Tony Mayberry. They all played over nine years with the Bucks. I guess that's true. That's kind of like, that's kind of like when Cliff Clavin was on on uh, Jeopardy on an episode of Cheers. <laughs> okay. And he didn't know the answer. He he totally destroyed everybody, and then he bet it all on Final Jeopardy, and right. he didn't know the answer. It was like four people. He said, "Those were four people who've never been in my mom's kitchen," yeah. which was true. All right. But it wasn't the answer to the question. Okay. So what you said is true. Okay. But it's not the answer I'm looking for here. Okay. Um, that they have uh, an interception and a sack? Those are the only four players in team history who have started more games than Levante David. Really? That's how high he's getting them on wow. some of these lists here. He's third all-time in tackles, ninth in games played. Hmm. I mean, when you think about it, Leroy Selwyn was probably the first fra- face of this franchise. He was. Maybe, I don't know if there was one in the late 80s and early 90s. Maybe Jimmy Giles. Maybe Jimmy Giles. Maybe Hardy Nickerson after that. Uh, for in much the early of the 90s, 90s. Until Derek Brooks and, Derek, and those yeah. guys showed up and mm-hmm. they were the face of the team for a while. The face of the team for the last decade plus is Levante David. Yeah. Right? Wow. Who else would you pick? I mean, if Tom Brady's here for another sure. three, four years. Yeah, but you still, you know, you don't forget about Levante. So anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk to that guy. All right. The Salty Dogs. And we're back here on the Salty Dogs podcast, and joining us now is team captain and linebacker Levante David. Hey, thanks for your time today. We really appreciate it. No problem, fellas. Thank you for having me. I'm going to start off with a quiz. Jeff finds it funny when I do this. Okay. Uh, what do let's, these four? Let's what, let's see if Levante finds it funny. What do these four <laughs> players have in common? Rondé Barber, Derek Brooks, Paul Gruber, and Tony Mayberry. What do we have in common? Oh, yeah. well, I mean, what those four players have in common? Uh, shoot. Games played? They are the only four players who have started more games as a Buccaneer than Levante David. Oh. <laughs> and you're going to catch Tony in just two more games. You'll be tied for fourth. Uh, you know, the guys up at the top, Rondé and Derek, they played forever, of course. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you probably don't care as much about stats like that as, as somebody yeah. like me does, but um, it, that says something, right? I mean, that, that yeah. says what a, how important you've been to this franchise. Yeah, that says a lot, you know, especially me personally, you know, being in the program for 10 years, not a lot, not a, a lot of people get that opportunity to be with a team 10 years that you've been drafted to. So I'm definitely, you know, thankful for that. You know, uh, that wasn't brought to my attention, but, you know, that's, that's, some, that's some great company right there, and I'm definitely grateful for that. I, I also like the fact that it means Levante's getting old. And I like that because I remember when he was just this young rookie and, you know, we spent a lot of time together doing a radio show that he wasn't overly excited about, but he did it. <laughs> and and I'll, I'll be, I'll speak volumes. You did. And you did yeah. well. And, yeah. and, and we, we had grown, at least I had grown fond of Levante <laughs> over that, over the, yeah, yeah. And, and it was I, I'm, that radio show did build up our relationship. It, it it did, and and Levante is only thinking that he would be more than happy to do a radio show now that you're winning, rather than when the way, things weren't going so well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I definitely love to do one right now. I won't mind at all. Jeff, you just called Levante old. He plays on a team that has a 44 year old quarterback leading the league in passing. I bet you feel like he could play for quite a bit longer too, right? 
I don't know about that long, but I, 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 uh, I can add a couple some more years, but I don't know about that long. But um, yeah, yeah, Jeff, I'm not, I'm not that old. I'm still yeah, okay. <laughs> How are you feeling, by the way? You know, you missed a couple games due to injury. Yeah, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. Uh, you know, uh, we had a plan and uh, we stuck with the plan and they uh, got me back on the field as quick as I can. You know, uh, still a lot of work to do, but uh, for right now, everything is going well and up and up. So I'm just stick with my plans, stick with uh, what they want me to do so I can get back to where I need to be. I was, uh, we were just talking in the first part of this podcast about predicting what might happen after the bye week. You know, it went so well after the bye last year. And I didn't make any specific win loss predictions. But I just have the feeling that this defense is going to level up a little bit in the second half of the season. I mean, you guys have been good. You've been yeah, good. Yeah. But I think you, can, yeah. you guys are going to do more. Oh, yeah, for sure. We, uh, you know, uh, we, 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 we had a, a, a little personal meeting, personal defensive meeting on Monday when we got in. Uh, we talked about uh, what was needed and uh, the expectations of everybody out there on the defense that's on the defense. And, um, you know, we was able to get some understanding going. And uh, everybody, you know, uh, Understood what the assignment was, and uh, our expectations are very high for one another. You know, every single player has these expectations, and everybody have a role of playing his, uh, in his on his defense. And uh, we're just trying to, you know, trying to continue to, you know, stack up plays and get better. You know, uh, we got we got to try to, you know, uphold a standard that we set for ourselves. And you know, uh, first part of the season, what it wasn't what we really wanted. So now we just got to turn it up a notch. You know, when uh, before Scott mentioned about you coming back. I was curious, is it was it best for you to come back and then go into a bye week, or would you have preferred to come back and play, just continue playing? I mean, did, did it, does it feel different? No, I think I think it was best for me to you know get out there you know before the bye week, and then if something did have a little setback, I can have the bye week to get better. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you know, fortunately, everything went really well. You know, I felt really good out there. You know, when we played, and um, you know, so that was a good positive sign. So now you know, I definitely could go out there without having to think about, you know, my injury, my ankle, and I could just go out there and play without worrying about it. Yeah. Yesterday, uh, you met with the other media members. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I say on Monday, you met with the other media members, and you uh -huh. made uh, you made a comment that you spent a little time with Devin White and had a little discussion with him about yeah. controlling emotions. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, uh, we all know Devin, man. Devin's a real passionate player. We all are passionate. You know, uh, we definitely like the, you know, trash talking stuff like that against other teams, especially against an opponent like the Saints. You know, you know, we, we, there's a lot of talking that go on on the field, man. And uh, it's just a situation where, you know, his emotions got the best of him. And then uh, it kind of was, was, was huge at the time. You know, any penalty is big, but at the moment, you know, uh, it was it was kind of big. But um, you know, I just talked to him. I told him, man, you know, you just got to find a way to be able to uh, control that and be able to, you know, still play with your passion. Don't let nobody take that from you. But you got to be able to have find a way to control it within a, you know, within a football game. You know, do it in a in a different manner, where it's not as you know blatant as people thought it, the refs thought it was. But you know, he's definitely, you know, uh, he's definitely going to learn from that. And uh, one thing, one thing I told him, man, don't, don't, don't let them take the fun, fun, don't let them take the fun out of the game. So you just continue to do what you do, but just do it in a controlled way. What do you think about the roughing the passer calls in the league? I mean, I, sometimes I feel like if your hand grazes a helmet, you're going to get a yeah. penalty. That's not really the spirit of what that rule is for. It's to, you right. know, no blows to the head. You guys, right. yeah, does that kind of bug you guys that things like that? Yeah, it, it does. It does because, you know, as defensive players, we're, we're aggressive by nature. 
you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, one guy, you know, trying to block a ball and your hand come down, you straight the quarterback's face mask, they can see that hand to the face and, you know, it could be a costly penalty, a huge penalty. And uh, we had we had that situation happen too as well. So, you know, it's difficult as a player, but, you know, um, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to shy away from the rules, man. They make a big, real big emphasis on that. So it's definitely something that we got to, you know, try to, you know, uh, try to uh, eliminate, you know, as deep as the player. You got to try to, I guess, you know, change your, your target point or, you know, just try to aim from the chest to the to the, to, to the navel. Not that much far, but, you know, far apart. But, you know, that's just something that we have to do now. Are you following the OBJ thing at all? Where it, uh, I, I have been looking about, I mean, looking at it, you know, every time I come, I watch ESPN or whatever, of course, it's going it's to pop up. So that's the only time I really, you know, look at it and pay attention. You don't have any guesses where he's going to end up then? I don't got no guess at all, man. Uh, I'm sure wherever he go, man, he got he got a point. He's going to have a point to prove. I know he's a great football player. You know, uh, you know, people got to realize he was just coming off an ACL injury still. So he's still trying to get acclimated, still trying to get warmed up in the game. But, you know, whenever he – Gets back to where he needs to be. I'm sure you know uh, where he could be. Get back to play his game. I'm sure you know uh, he'll get back to his normal self. Well, we saw last year what a uh, formerly uh, star receiver joining a team at midseason could really yeah. help quite a bit, right? Right, right, right. Exactly. It's around the same time. Actually, yeah. it's around the same time. AB actually came. So yeah. you know, uh, definitely, he's uh, gonna have a, a spark lit up on him. You know, nobody likes to get released. So um, he definitely gonna come with fire wherever he go. When, when you see stuff like that, I mean, everyone calls it the business side of football, but you've been with the same team. When you when you see that, how fortunate do you feel being with the same team? And, and the, for in your case, a number of head coaches and a few GMs. Yeah. It's very, I'm very fortunate, man. You know, this don't happen often, you know, um, to be able to go through four different head coaches and still be able to, you know, go with those guys to put those guys to be able to keep me through, you know, that, that, that change, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, when they, when they're trying to build a certain culture, I guess they see me as a guy who wants to, who could be a part of it. So I'm definitely, you know, thankful for that. Um, so, and, and, you know, personally, I didn't think, you know, after, after uh, Dirk was let go, I didn't think I was going to be here much longer, you know what I'm saying? So okay. that was going to be a, a clean sweep, but, you know, uh, BA, I got a phone call from BA. I talked to him. He wanted me to be a part of it. And I'm definitely thankful. So that does, you know, means a lot to me. And, uh, you know, uh, he, 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 he see me as a main captain of the team. So um, yeah, I'm definitely, I've been doing something right, man. I'm, I'm keep on doing it. Well, as they say, Levante, tape don't lie. The tape don't lie. <laughs> right, 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 right. I'm trying to tell everybody that tape don't lie. Just watch it. All right. Well, we really appreciate your time. Like we said at the top, it's always good to have you on and uh, get a perspective from somebody that's been a big part of this team for so long. So thanks again, Levante. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys, man. Thank you. Yeah. And before, and before Levante goes, as you're listening to this, you're hearing music in the background. So just (laughs) know Levante is kind enough to interrupt family time. He's just trying to enjoy a little meal and a little fun and he said there's background noise and i said oh we're not worried about it so we don't care about that yeah so just so people don't think he's out in the club or something he's uh, uh, I'm, just, I'm over here at dot b having a meal with my wife that's all awesome. that's well, thanks we, thanks to her too then as well yes thank, thank, thank her you very much thanks okay. levante appreciate it the salty dogs and we're back here on the Salty Dogs podcast for our last segment, which is, as always, is answering your questions. Got some good ones today, Jeff. You did. 
Mike, yeah, there's some good ones. Uh, uh, you want me to just dive in? Did you want to talk about Levante at all? What's there to say other than he's still one of my faves? Yeah. Did you, you know? think he was going to get my no. trivia question right? No. All right. No. Well, anyway, it was that was a good get for us, Levante, um, sure. team captain. We appreciate him time taking the time. Uh, okay, here's the first one all for right. Mike in Connecticut. Um, I think his last name is Spala. Hey, dogs. I hope you enjoyed your Sunday off. I did. I was probably not. I did, too. I was probably not alone rooting for the Falcons today. That is uh-huh. correct. So, just looking for predictions. Are you feeling a run coming off the bye week again? Tommy, he calls Tom Brady Tommy. Yeah. Tommy looked pretty pissed last week. He always is when things. Yeah. Yeah, he does not he, like to lose. No. No. I'm with him. And probably had one of his toughest games turnover-wise since he got to Tampa. Well, he had a reason to be a little pissed. He threw a pick at the end of the game. Yeah. So, that, that pretty much nailed it. His two picks in that game were legitimate, what they called turnover-worthy plays. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I think they were only, I think they were only his, maybe, wait, sorry. They were only his fourth and fifth interception of the season, but they were essentially his first because one was on a Hail Mary and the other two went through players' hands before they were intercepted. Yeah. These are the first passes he's actually thrown that were intercepted because that you went, he made a mistake. You went, you threw to the wrong guy. I'm still convinced that the first one by C.J. Gardner-Johnson was just a fabulous play it was. by that corner who was supposed to be following Tyler Johnson deep and figured out what the play was, came off him, and w- Tom had no idea that guy was going to be there. He wasn't no. supposed to be there. No. The second one, the, the one that ended the game, he said he I, chose the wrong guy to throw he it to. He should have thrown it to Mike Evans. Mike was open over the middle. So it is it is his most turnover, we're at toughest game turnover-wise this season for sure because it's really the only sure. one. And then he also had a fumble. Right. Yeah, he he didn't have a good game. Well, I mean, he wasn't terrible. He still no. threw for like 375 uh, yards and four touchdowns. But if you turn over the ball... His his pass rating was still like 108 or something like that. Yeah. No, he didn't have a terrible game. He had a couple of terrible plays. All right. But you can't play quarterback. Which ended up not doing well for the team. I mean, come on. We're, we're going to praise Tom when he does well, and we're going to call well, it out when things aren't well. Okay, going well, if we're going to call out things here. All right. Tom led us to a huge comeback and the lead in the fourth quarter. Well, there's that, too. With like seven, six or seven minutes to play, mm-hmm. and the defense did not make it stand up. And that was one of the most disappointing things uh, Bruce Arian said. In part... In part because of a couple of penalties. And we're back to the beginning of the podcast. Those I feel like all this team needs is a little adversity to get rolling. Sure. I'm back to the question now. Yeah, Let I me know what you think. Scott, I'm st- okay, I'll get to this part in a second. Right. I, okay, so he's asking us to predict, are the Bucks going to get on a roll again? Yeah. I've, I've already talked a little bit about how, I, when I was talking about the defenses, I do think the schedule eases up a little bit. It does. Um. I brought too many papers this week, Jeff. I can't keep them all straight. Yeah. I, y- you got to be careful because if anything proved anything this last Sunday, good teams lost to teams that yeah. you didn't think they would lose to. So but every, next, every okay, week. Here's our next next four opponents. Yeah, you got Washington, Washington, New York. They're two and six. Yeah. The Giants are what? Three and six. Three and six. Indies, Indies up and down. Four and five. Atlanta, four, four and four. four. But we've already proven that we can we mm-hmm. beat them pretty handily. Mm-hmm. Then you got Buffalo five three, and they are they're not not. I mean, they lost the Jaguars, of course. They're not sure. they're not quite as dominant on a week to week basis as it seemed like they were mm-hmm. going to be. Then you have the Saints, and that's always a problem. Yeah, you they're five and three right doesn't now. Doesn't matter Ho- what their record is. Hopefully, they'll be Carolina. Two uh, of your last three games four are and five right, and now. they've lost five of their last six. Mm-hmm. Your quarterback situation is not working out. Yeah. Jets two and six. Yeah, so on paper. You, you know, feel good if you look at the schedule. It sets up. It sets up. You, you know, if I had to look at the schedule and make a prediction, 
I, I think you might have one loss in there. Whoa, all right. So if that's the case, we'll end up 14-3, and three, mm-hmm. probably get the first round by. That's what I'm thinking. That's bold. I, well, just, that's I what, just want us to win the division. That's what predictions are supposed to be about. Yeah, you want to get people talking, right? And I, I do. I, so which, I look is, at which that, game are we going to lose then, Jeff? Uh, I don't want to put it out there. Okay, that's fair. You know, I'm, because I'm cool that. because then it's that's that's unfair. You just don't think we're going to run the table. I don't think we're going to run the table. No, like we did after the bye last week, but that was only four games and then mm-hmm. four playoff games. If you could, if you could roll that off, wow. Here's what I think. I'll make a, a less win loss okay centered prediction. Sure. I think the defense is going to get better. Oh. I think we're going to get some guys back from injury. No question. I think just overall, they're. They've been good. Our defense has been good. On that same DVO thing, DVOA thing I was talking about, I think we ranked seventh. Yeah. We've been good, but not the way they were humming at the end of last year. No. Not, I, not as many turnovers mm-hmm. to takeaways. Not as many key stops when you really need them. I think there's going to be more. Not as many big plays by guys like Devin White and Levante David. Right. I but, think but we, but we th- didn't have Levante. We, we, we haven't had our team totally put together. I think there's going to be more big plays on defense. I'll go with and that. if our offense... I don't know, barring injuries, and we already have been playing through mm-hmm. injuries to Gronk and Antonio Brown. Sure. Barring su- significant injuries, there doesn't seem to be a reason why the offense wouldn't continue to still be capable of putting up 30 points oh, every, I, every week. Right. It won't. No. But it's capable. Dating back to when we came out of the bye last week, how many games have we not scored 30 points in? The last seven of last year, and one, two, three, four this year, but some of those were 27, 28. You know, I yeah. it's 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 surprising well, now when we thir- don't get close. You to scored thirty one, forty eight, thirty four, nineteen, forty five. Yeah. Boy, I forgot about that forty five. The Atlanta right? one? No, the forty five against the Dolphins. You had a forty eight against Atlanta. Uh, that was be- that was more like yeah. it was it was thirty two until and two pick sixes yeah. at the last. And then yeah, then you have the thirty eight against the Bears. Wow. Wow. Did we score 38 against the Bears? Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez. Crazy, they're isn't all, it? They're all... You know, you know what's funny is I I forgot that we scored that many points. I mean, I just kind of like one game. I'm a one-game person. Well, Tom has had four games already this year where he's had four or more touchdown passes. Crazy. That didn't hardly ever used to happen. Right. Okay, so right. there's your predictions, Mike. Mike also forwarded something he'd sent to me before. Oh. And I think I had said I, we would answer, and, sure. and I didn't. Okay. He goes, Scott, I'm still waiting on an answer to my shoulder pads question below from September, I guess now that you're an empty nester, Ooh. you're also having senior moments. Wow. Shots fired. That's not a really good way to get your answer. That's kind of like well, the, no, I'll answer. you're kind of you're kind of like the guy that costs someone the extra <laughs> the extra bonus money. I'm I'm going to answer it, but because okay. he did that, I am going. I wouldn't normally point. You're going to do it in a cryptic. Code? No, I'm going to point out that in that sentence, I guess now that you're an empty nester, you're also having senior moments. Both of those yours should have been apostrophe R E, wow. and he used the your Y O U R. I wouldn't point that out. That's no. just rude. Wow, that's just rude, right? Mm. To point that out because so I, he I understood must, what he meant. He must be having a senior moment also. <laughs> so the question is, hey guys, just wondering what the deal is with the LSU shoulder pads. Yeah. Devin White and Lenny always have a little purple and gold sticking out of their sleeves. Mm-hmm. Other players in the NFL that went there also seem to be sporting them. Is that an LSU thing? I've never noticed it on any players, but LSU alumni. Alumni. He spells that with A-E on the end. Wow. I think that is a word, but I don't know if it should have been alumni. Wow. Are they actually wearing their older pad, their old pads, or do they make their current teams order their pads in purple and gold? I know it's a random question, but that's what Scott seems to love. Do some research. Let us know. We don't really have to research this because we know. Yeah, he's wearing his old pads from right. 
And a lot of LSA guys sure. do that, right? Yeah. It, Sarah knows. They like it. They're comfortable. It's, it's, it's a tradition for them. Right. So, yeah, you see a little bit of the purple and gold sticking yeah. out. It, it did look weird the first few times I saw it. but it, Now I don't even notice so it. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's an LSU thing, and they are wearing their old pants. All right. Very All good. Right. Next one from... From Too many papers today, Jeff. I know. This, you, I really believe this. I, I, Mark, oh, but we've, this, we've talked to this guy before. Or sure. Over the podcast. Mark from Mesa. See, I was talking yeah. about Arizona. He probably knows See? what jumping toy are. Sure. He probably has pliers in his back pocket <laughs> as we speak. By the way, my favorite part of this is the P.S. at the end. What's that? If the Salty Dogs ever decide to offer merchandise, <laughs> I jump at the chance to rock a T-shirt or sticker for my truck. Well. <laughs> I mentioned that to Christy, and she didn't immediately start ordering T-shirts. She did. Well. I think we could get Evita to do Evita's, Evita or T- Evita. Well, she got married. Yeah. But either way, she's super. She's uh, a fantastic graphic perfect. designer. I bet yeah. she could come up with something cool. Here's something, here's something that uh, this, this is coming at a, actually a terrific time because this is budget time. And I'm in the process of working my budgets, and I have to do a three-year plan. So, Salty Dog T-shirts, I'm going to put into the plan and see what we get. You know, Jeff, I've been here. This is my 30th season. Yeah. And, um, you know, as you're, as you're going to do if you're somewhere in a sure. company that long, you're going to have some advancements along the way. Sure, you have. I have not. I'm not sitting in the corner office. You know, I'm right. not. I'm not making a million dollars a year or something. You're right. But I can thankfully say that in all this time, I've never had to do a budget. Yeah. Because everybody seems to hate doing budgets. Yeah, they're really a lot of fun. I've just never been in charge of yeah. a department, so yeah. I've never had to do a budget. Budgets are funny because... They um, sound like they suck. They do, because you're trying to project something that you can't fathom that's <laughs> going to happen, kind of like COVID. And so your budget gets totally out of whack. Yeah. And But I will say this uh, about the budget process here. It's pretty easy, oh, pretty good. smooth. All right. And the best part about the budget process is that every month you have to uh, explain if you're out of budget, why you're out of budget. Yeah, that part sounds like it would not be fun. Uh, it, it's pretty easy. All right. I just I just say the owners wanted me to do it. <laughs> no one asked. So All right. So Mark says, well-rested, lower-sodium, post-bi-week dogs. Wow. To fill the void of not having a Bucks game to watch this weekend, I dusted off my old NFL Films DVD commemorating the Bucks Super Bowl 37 victory. <laughs> the main program included an intriguing detail in a clip featuring Gene Deckerhoff taken from the NFC wildcard game in 2002. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a question for you. I have no idea what the answer is going to be, right. but you probably know. In the clip, there is what appears to be an image of Gene's head, and I printed it out here for you, Jeff. You want to pass yeah. it down there? Let me see. Let me take a look at this. There's an image of Gene's head complete with glasses and that signature 1,000-watt smile attached to a stick and affixed to a glass partition hanging above his right shoulder. Picture attached. Right. I'm sure there's a story behind this seemingly mystical artifact. It was important enough to make the trip to Veterans Stadium for a playoff game. Right. Well, then this wasn't a wild card game. That was the NFC Championship game, but whatever. Yeah. Do you fellas have any inkling of what the story might be? Bonus points if you can explain why the likeness features a shall- Shawl or towel wrapped yeah. around Gene's head. It's, thanks, it's, thanks for doing what you do. Yeah. Um, wow. What I'm looking, uh, what, what I like about this photo better is all all the little boxes behind him. That is so old school. <laughs> Has a lot of wires there. Oh yeah. What did, what's that from? That was back in. Uh, I was working at WQIK uh, Infinity Broadcasting. This was 2000 January and, of 03. Yeah, and um, Gene. Wherever it was cold, he would. He was so cold, he he put a scarf over his head. So it's a scarf. Uh huh. And so we thought it was funny. So we took a picture of it, <laughs> and then we made um, uh, 
pictures of it with a little stick, so yeah. you put it in front of your face, so you look like Gene <laughs> with a scarf on it. Yeah. That's what that's about. Okay. Yeah. And then somebody See, thought it was funny, so they taped it to the wall? Yeah, we put it up there so so he could look over. He didn't know we did it. Well, so. that's a rather eagle eye by uh, Mark from me yes. to pick that out. Yes. And I knew you would have the answer. All right. That's what's so great about it. Wow. Yeah. All right. Next one from Carl in St. Pete. My fellow dogs. Yes, I too am a salty dog. I was even in the Navy. Anyway, I was watching the Saints game and was happy to see them getting lots of penalties called on them after last week. He's referring to when we sure. had so many penalties. At one point, they faced a third and 29. They did not convert. But I started, I, I remember that. But I started wondering mm-hmm. what the longest third down conversion in the NFL has been. Ooh. Scott, you say you like researching stat stuff. I'm getting a bit of a reputation here, Joe. Yeah, well, yeah, because you're you're a stat machine. Can you look that one up? To be clear, I mean the conversion of a third down with the most yards needed, not the longest play ever on third down. Okay, so it oh, means okay. third and thirty-four, or third sure. and something like that. Not third and not getting a ninety play, yeah. nine-yard play on a third and ten. He means yeah. the longest that needed. Right. That was successful. Not uh, if you find if you can satisfy this old salty dog's curiosity, it would be much appreciated. I would think that I think I'm going to guess. I would say. Third and 42. Well, um, that's not a terrible guess, but uh, it's not the answer. But also I have to have a disclaimer here that the method I could use to get this information only has the data going back to 1994. Well, that's fair enough. So that's I can long. tell that's you the longest third down conversion since 1994. That's fair. And what I did was I searched for any that were 30 yards or more. Can I ask something? Sure. How did you – How did you? Uh, research this. Okay, so I've I told mean, you before that there's a number of different sites that we use, sure. some that the NFL yeah. provides, okay. like Stats Pass, okay. NFL Jesus, you can use for some yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I use Jesus. Um, True Media is new this year that okay. I haven't figured out yet. Um, there's next-gen stats I have yeah, access to. But this one was on Pro Football Reference, PFR. Okay, I've been to that site before. And they have a really really good search tools. Mm-hmm. They now have put it under under a um, subscription service called uh, StatHead, sure. which is fine because we bought a subscription. Sure. It's like $10 a month or something. Right. Well worth it because it works really well. And so you could search for games, you know, how many, what player had the yeah. most recent game with 400 yards or something, whatever. You can also search for specific plays. And so I searched for third downs that were 30 or more yards needed uh-huh. and were successful in, cre- in creating a first down. All right. and, and since 1994, there have only been six of them. Okay. Third down conversions of 30 or more yards. And I don't even count these last two because one only was successful because there was a fumble at the end that was further advanced. All right. And then and then one, it only got eight yards, but they got a penalty on a lowering head to initiate contact, and that made it a first down. So of actually just on offense getting the amount of yards needed, the longest one since 94 was – well, the longest one converted – was third and 35, and it was actually Trent Dilfer for the Bucks. Really? To Courtney Hawkins. Wow. For 38 yards on third and 35. Didn't see that That's one That's not the longest one. I'm sorry. The longest one was 37 yards, which was Leroy Horde for the Vikings, who on third and 37 ran up the middle for 53 yards. Wow. Can you imagine giving a 53-yard run? That would be absolutely demoralizing right. to your team. There was also a third and 31 uh, in which Jarek McKinnon for the 49ers ran for 55 yards. Interesting part there is that the tackle was eventually made by current Buccaneer, Pierre Desir. Wow. And then there was a third and 33, believe it or not, by Jared Goff to Robert Woods that they got 52 yards and a touchdown on. Wow. So there's been four of them really since 94, and the Bucks had one of them, which I think is pretty funny. Nice. Excellent. 
Courtney Hawkins. Remember Courtney? Wow, I do. He was pretty good. He was very good. He was the first draft pick that we ever made after I got here. Because uh-huh. we didn't have a first-round pick in 92, and he was our second-round pick, I think. Is that because we gave it up for um, Chris, Chris Chandler? Chandler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got him back, though, because yeah. we traded Craig Erickson to the Colts yeah, and got a first-round pick. So we got right. him back for the Chris Chandler yeah, We trade. did. We there's did. one more, and it's, right. there's not much to it, but remember our friend from Brazil, Alexander. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, he surprisingly didn't send in a question because he usually sends one sure. every week. And I made a note of that, when, and he realized that the one time he didn't send in a question, we lost the game. So now clearly he's going to send us a question every time. Okay. And if he's going to do that, I'm going to read it. Sure. Right. We'll if, play along. If you take the time. As long as this holds true. Okay. If, if we lose this week, then it's, it clearly isn't true. All right. So keep that that'll sen- be on you, Alan. Keep sending those questions. Ahoy, salty ones. Hope this finds you both well. By the way, Sarah, this guy lives in Brazil, but he's a huge Bucks fan, mm-hmm. and he listens to this podcast a lot. And uh, he's, he's and he's and you very, have very now, nice. Yeah, and now you have to explain who Sarah is again because if you always assume somebody just uh, jumped in the podcast right now. If you jump to just the questions, okay, because people know that the first part is us rambling. Sarah, the is, second part is a guest. Right. The third part is questions. Sarah is a di- digital and media intern. Social network. Digital, digital. social. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, uh, and she does a wonderful job, mm-hmm. and we all appreciate that. Um, probably launching a long career right now as an intern. Um, he's that's who that's who's in the room with us, and the person that I'm reading about is Alexander. I know I keep and I keep telling this to myself. We got to do our job first, but how sweet was that bye week? Speaking of doing our job, should I rem- remind you about the you like that game? So he's talking about I remember that. The, yeah, the Kirk Cousins, yeah, the one who did, sure. he's not there anymore. Yeah, I still have some bad feelings about that game. I As do too. Do I. You know, we were actually right around in that area when he did that because yeah. both the locker rooms were in the same general yeah, area. Don't even get me started. I was wondering how was Mr. Jeff's golf game. So did you golf over the weekend? I did. Let's just say I saw the whole course. <laughs> you got to. I got, got to sample to, the various terrains. I got to view every aspect. <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun. I, uh, we had a really good time, and it was a it was a nice day. It was it wasn't sunny, but were it was. You, were you with anybody famous? Uh, yeah. The um, the um, I want to call PR department. Oh, it was with uh, yeah. It was our guys in PR. Yeah, it was our guys in Chris King. Yeah, uh, Chris Nelson and uh, oh. Michael. Are any of them any good? Uh, yeah. Who's the uh, best golfer of those three? Yeah, on that particular day, uh, Nelson was. No, Nelson kidding. played really well. I did not realize Nelson was a good. Yeah, golfer. he was. He was getting all excited, you know. Um, Nelson used to play flag football and softball with me yeah. years ago, but he's moved on to more yeah. of a gentleman's. I mean, Nelson. Football. Nelson went all out. You know, he actually had a beer. Yeah, oh. and you know, okay. I can say that I did not have a beer, so <laughs> I'm going to go with that. The count of beer I wasn't driving. Was I wasn't driving, so that was the most. I wasn't driving to the golf course, and I wasn't driving the golf cart. So I had an awesome time. Thank you for did, asking. Did what? What's the higher number? What do the you number mean? of beers that you had, or the number of championship rings that Tom Brady has? Uh, he has more rings. You're probably lying. No, <laughs> dude, it's a, it, it it it's golf, okay? Okay. I'm, the only reason I would go to, on a golfing trip would be to what to drink, drink beers. Beer. Yeah. Nineteenth hole would be my favorite. Yeah. No, we had a. It was really golf was, is not my game, sir. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It really was. It was a good time. So, in, fa- in fact, so much that we're, we're thinking about doing it again. So. This soon. whole golf thing. Yeah, I don't know when, but you know. Uh, 
Saturday before the Giants Monday night game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. We do have that weekend off. You will have of. at least Saturday yeah. off, probably. Right. Well, yeah, and Sunday I won't because I want to watch the games. So did he says, did he have something to brag about, or will he treat this subject as he treats fantasy football? Well, no, he's no. happy to talk about golf. Yeah, no, no, no. He does not want to talk about fantasy Hey, I read football. two books uh, during that time, too. I read the new John Grissom book. and uh, Over the weekend? Uh-huh, and then I read... Um, Wait, you read two entire books over this weekend? Yeah. Is that a normal thing that you do? Because I like I, to read, but I don't read I, the whole book in a weekend. I Yeah, I read. If if the book captures me, yeah. I, There's a new Grisham? Uh-huh. What is it called? It's called The Judge's List. It's about a judge in Florida uh, who um, takes revenge on people who have slighted him in his life. Ooh. So the judge is the bad guy yeah, in this Grisham. It's very, very good. That sounds pretty it's, good. It's a really Did you buy it, or can you get it at the library? Uh, library. Right? Okay, I'll good. go to the library. Yes, go to the library just check them out and go. And Sarah, that's did you know you can how read so much. Did you know how many items you can have checked out from the library at the same time? Fifty. Wow. She said twelve. Fifty. I know. I know. How could you ever need to have fifty items checked out at once? I think we Magaz- talked about this. Yeah, we did. Magazine. Maybe if I got like a bunch that. of kids and mm-hmm. like to read. Mm-hmm. So no, he'll he'll talk about golf plenty. Yeah. Sure. And okay, so what was the other book? Uh, it's it's uh, it was it's called um, Enemy at the Gates. It's well, that a, sounds familiar. That's not new, is it? No, it's it's um, oh god, what's his name? It, it's a character that he's a CIA guy. Jack Ryan? No, he's he's off the he's off the um. But it's a recurring the books. Character. Yes. What do you remember the author's name? Um, I want to say Vaughn Flynn. No, I don't know that one. I'll have to look it up. Okay. I have well, to. I'll just, while you do that, I'll just continue to sure, do Sure, do the question. No, we're done. We're done. Oh, we are. The podcast is over, Jeff. This is bonus material. This here. was done? We are done. Uh, wow. But I do want to know what this other book is, and I do want to just express again my amazement that you read two, multiple entire books over the course of one weekend. A weekend in which you also spend time golfing, which yes. I think is time consuming. Well, you got to understand I, I don't have a lot of free time. So when I have that free time, I cram. Plus, on Friday, it rained all day. Yeah, and you didn't come and, into work on Friday? And I didn't come in so on Friday. So it's a three-day weekend, yes. which, you, which is right. still kind of well, impressive. I haven't uh, even started. You remember that author that sent me a couple books because we mentioned him? Because I mentioned him in a story? Mm-hmm. I still haven't even started the one he sent me. Really? It's just sitting on the shelf right now. I want to get to it. Wow. But I just haven't had a chance. Um, Do you read a lot, sir? Do you read entire books in a weekend? Not two. Not two, but you've done one before. I have wow. probably done that a couple times. Well, but, but you know, if it's a fast read, it's it's easy it's easy to do. God, why is my mind going blank? While you do that, I, I had another sheet here that I didn't get to and I forgot about. So I was going to point out when we were talking about Washington's defense being surprisingly bad, mm-hmm. they are last in the league in stopping third downs, like 56.3% conversion rate against them, which is just a ridiculous number, but on third and four and to third and six in particular, so third and medium, they're allowing 76% conversion rate. That's just insane. Wow. They can't get off. If you have a good first, good play on first down, they almost can't get off the field. And since their pass rush hasn't been nearly as good as everybody anticipated, uh, Jonathan Allen has been awesome in the middle, the defensive tackle. Uh, he's got six sacks. He's one of the best defensive tackles in the whole game. Uh, but Chase Young, who won NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year last mm-hmm. year for good reason, uh, he's only got like 1.5 sacks and five QB pressures and something like that, five QB hits and seven. Pre- he, he just hasn't been producing very much. And wow. His coach, 
Ron Rivera said this week, part of the problem is that he is he is stunting back inside too quickly. You know, like a guy will start upfield, sure. like go around the edge, right. and then sometimes they'll stunt back and try to go underneath once they've gotten that guy backing up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Ron Rivera says he's doing that too often and too quickly, mm-hmm. which means he's giving up the edge too often, and the quarterback has an easy escape route. All right. So, so we've got to keep an eye on that. Well, I mean, he's he's now that it's been pointed out to him, I'm sure he's going to take great, great pains to to get it done. Did you figure it out? I did. It, it, Vince Flynn. Oh, I've heard of Vince Flynn. Yes, uh, and it's Enemy at the Gates. And um, do you have the character's name? Um, have they made movies out of him? I don't know if they did a movie out of him or not. He's it's it's um I, I read so many books. I have to pause and think about what each. All right. Well, each, I think we've gone past the entertainment yes, value of this. I think so we let's did go too. Ahead. Why don't you end it? Why don't you wrap it up for us here? Uh, Got to say some more about beefs, right? Uh, oh gosh. Good call, man. Thank you. I'm making the money here. It's hard. This is hard. I'm telling Sarah, this is really hard. Uh, we want. Do we do want to say say thanks to Beefo Brady's? Uh, if you're tuning into this podcast, we want to say thank you because sometimes we kind of go off track, especially me. But if you want to stay on track, then you want to go to Beefo Brady's. That's what I did there. Wings, nachos, Angus burgers, beers. Put them all together, and you got Beefo Brady's hungry for tailgating greatness. You will be. We have a one o'clock game, so it's a perfect time to go to Beefs. Try beefs to go or full-on catering. Beefo Brady's, where game time meets tailgating time. So thank you, Beefo Brady's. Yes. Thank, thank you. you, Sarah, for being our audience and pretending that we're actually entertaining. I appreciate that. And, and since you did. Thanks, listeners. Yeah. Oh, and thanks, listeners. Since you did. Thanks for listening.